You're listening to Sincerely Mrs. Mommy, the podcast, an extension of my mom lifestyle blog dedicated to sharing tips, advice, and inspirational stories for and by the modern mom. I just want to see you win in every role you lead. So come on, girl, get comfortable and keep listening. This episode's for you. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Sincerely Mrs. Mommy, the podcast. My name is Desiree Ofori. I'm your host for today and the founder of the blog. So over on the blog, we are celebrating nearly 42,000 page views, and I'm just so excited about that. I've had the blog for three and a half years now, and it all started as a way for me to share the information that I've learned on my motherhood journey. So from time to time, it's been a while that I've had the blog and I sometimes wonder like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why do I have this blog? How, how much longer is this going to go? When is this going to, you know, quote unquote, pay off? But I'm just so thankful that you guys are tuning in, that you are viewing, that you're watching, you're reading, you're sharing every week um, something, anything that I share from the blog um, on social media, on YouTube, with the podcast. I'm just so grateful that you guys are on this journey with me and that you're pushing me and that you're loving the content that's coming out. I also want to thank those who have been a part of the Sincerely Mrs. Mommy family as a writer and as a guest on the podcast. I just so appreciate you guys because you bring an extra level of richness to this blog and it's just such a beautiful experience to have this journey with such amazing um, women and mothers and how it just helps so many people. So thank you all so much for being a part of this journey with me. Cue the confetti. One more thing, if you haven't already, please go over on iTunes and give us a five-star rating and leave a review of the podcast. Doing that will allow iTunes to know that they should promote the podcast and let more people know that we are around and that there's some good stuff going on over here. Today, I want to read a review that was left back in November, November 2018, when I first started this podcast, and it's by GAL88, and the title she left was Ready for Awesomeness. She says, I love the Sincerely Mrs. Mommy blog, so I'm really excited for the podcast. Desiree is so humble and transparent in all her posts, which makes it so authentic. The first episode was awesome, and I'm looking forward to more. And I'm pretty sure that was by my friend Gabby. So thank you so much. So sweet. I love, I love, I love, I love that. (laughs) Thank you so much. And if you guys are into wanting to find out even more podcasts that are great, go check out her podcast, One Dope Jesus Girl. She just started a few months ago. So go check her out. She's available on Anchor, on iTunes, Google Play, all of the same places that you can find Sincerely Mrs. Mommy. She's on there as well. So go check her out. Gabrielle Knighton of One Dope Jesus Girl. All right, you guys, so we're in the month of August. It's the back-to-school season, and I wanted to share some different aspects of back-to-school and parenting this month. Last week on the blog, I reshared the blog post, Preschool Prep, What Parents Need to Know, and that was written by our guest writer, Genobia Johnson, where she shares her experience of getting her son into preschool and how different it was compared to her two older daughters who I believe are are like in elementary middle school right now. So if you haven't had a child in a while and in a while, (laughs) in a while, 
Or if you are new to this whole preschool thing and you're kind of gearing up to that season, you definitely want to check out that blog post. She shares some, she shares some great um, tips on how to advocate for your child and some resources that would be helpful. So definitely go over to the blog www.sincerelymrsmommy.com and look for Preschool Prep, What Parents Need to Know, and that was written by Genobia Johnson. So today we are going to be doing another reshare from the blog, and it is Stress-Free Parenting, Is It Possible? I actually wrote this blog post last year, and I reshared it again this year, but I wanted to do it in audio format because I felt it was perfect for this month you know, going back to school and just a great reminder, like even if your child is not in the toddler stage, whether they are in elementary, middle school, high school, it really has some lessons that applies to all age levels and all stages of parenting. So I felt like it was really good to kind of like bring it back again, but in audio form so you can listen to it and receive it and learn it, the information that way. So that's what we're going to be doing today. So I hope you enjoy Stay tuned because it's going to be awesome. Stress-free parenting. Is it possible? I've spent a good part of the past year trying to quote unquote perfect my parenting skills. We are in the thick of the toddler years and there have been countless times where I've questioned God. Why me? Why did you answer my prayers to be a mother? Because I'm not sure I have what it takes. One morning after my own epic meltdown and a panic attack, I thought to myself, this is no way to live, no way to parent, and no way to get through to my son. However, the past couple of months, I've reminded myself of this truth. If God gave it to me, that means he trusted me and knew I could handle it. I apply that truth to everything lately, especially to motherhood and parenting. If God gave me our children, then it means he trusts that I can do well by him and take care of them. There are experts who say if you do this or that wrong, you will eternally screw up your children and you have to get them fixed by a certain age. For toddlers, that age is apparently three. I have chosen to ignore that theory because focusing on my fears of what he would grow up to be is me focusing on the wrong thing. And more importantly, It's put an incredible strain on my approach to parenting, my relationship with him as a mother, and on myself. The past few weeks, I've been seeking and God has really been opening my eyes to see what it means and looks like to be a parent to our son. Here are four lessons I've recently learned that have transformed my view of parenting and is helping me to parent more stress-free and effective. Lesson number one, I'm raising a child not an adult. I fell in love with the idea years ago that I'm not raising a child. I'm raising a future adult. However, solely focusing on the complexities of raising a future adult causes me to miss out on enjoying him at each new stage of his life. This includes all the quirks, fun discoveries, and growing pains that come with his development. I'm missing out on the normal part of him being a kid. He'll never return to these stages again. And that's bittersweet. I cannot expect an adult level of behavior, self-control, and decision-making when he is literally still a child. As a matter of fact, the human brain goes through five stages of development. The prefrontal cortex 
It's one of the last parts of your brain to fully develop. And that doesn't happen until your early to mid-20s. GoodTherapy.org explains that the prefrontal cortex controls things like complex behaviors, impulse control, emotional reactions, decision-making, and focused attention, just to name a few. Example, think of the decisions you made when you were a teen or in your early 20s. Think about how many times you look back and think, that didn't make any sense. What was I thinking? Don't worry, it's not your fault. You can blame it on your brain development. Just because a child's brain is still in development does not mean I ignore my responsibility to still discipline, teach, and model what is right or positive. Development means the brain is still growing and accepting information. He's still learning, and he'll eventually master these skills. I'm seeing it every day. As he grows through different stages, my level and type of influence will change as well. So embrace each stage. What's important is to remember the core values that we want to be instilled in our children and work around that. All the other fine details will fall into place. Pick your battles wisely. Lesson number two, we're not in competition for control. Like I said earlier, I had a bad panic attack and when I took the time to dissect the root of it, I realized it was due to my lack of control. Not having control of his behavior and reactions, spending more time than I wanted to carry out his consequences, and it felt like nothing I did fixed him. It felt like that morning, every scenario, he was winning while I was failing, and I did not have control. Lots of people say you have to have control over your kids. Show them who's the boss. However, in reality, I believe it's not about who's winning at the control game. He has the right to feel what he feels, and he has the right to express it. My goal is not to punish him for having these feelings and expressing them. I don't want him to ignore these feelings or bottle them up like I would. I don't want him to become callous, numb, or insensitive. My goal is to help him learn how to manage his reactions and effectively communicate instead of having a tantrum or lashing out. Of course, at the toddler stage, communication is very basic. So as much as it's important for him to learn how to communicate, it's even more important for me to learn how to effectively communicate to him on his level. How can he learn if he can't understand me? Lesson number three, I don't have to parent my children like my family, friends, or the experts. Everyone will have their opinion of what's best for your child, and for the most part, they mean well. I have solicited advice and tips, and I've also received unsolicited advice and tips. The one thing in common with all this feedback, they're all different. And in the end, I'm not sure that anyone knows exactly what to do and gets it right every single time. Because of this, I have to let go of the fear of being judged, feeling shame and or guilt that I couldn't get the discipline thing right. What I know is that children are human and every human is different. We may have similarities, but at the core, we are individuals. What parenting style works for one household may not work for ours because of how I'm wired and capable to carry out the style. Children are wired differently too. 
So what worked for one of your children may not even work for the other children. Just take a look at the different learning styles teachers have to implement in their classroom settings. This is even true for co-parenting. I've tried saying and doing things my husband says and does in the exact way he does it. And while it works for him, child please, that does not work for me. Then again, his advantage could be his deep voice and height. Oh well. What I've learned is to pick and choose what I feel that I'm capable to be consistent with. Communicate that with my husband and put it into action. I also need to give it some time and get the support to carry it out. If it works, awesome. If not, I'll tweak it. And as the kids grow up and change, I'll just grow and change with them. Lesson number four. I don't have to do this alone. God can help me. All this time, I pressured myself to getting parenting just right. My son didn't come with a manual of what to do and what not to do. And we are learning about him just as much as he is learning about us. However, there is someone who knows the exact formula. And I believe that someone is God. So what is the practical way I lean on to God for direction? I pray often. Here's an example. God, please show me what my son needs and how he needs it. Show me how to talk to him. Help him to hear and understand me. God, help me to hear him and understand him. And if I'm getting frustrated or he's in a meltdown, I'll take a quick pause, a deep breath, and simply say, God, help me. I'll also pray for God to help him calm down and to give him peace. I have to let go of the belief that I could single-handedly destroy and wreck my son's entire life and ruin him as an adult. I don't have that kind of power. And even if anything I do could have a long-lasting negative effect on our son, I pray, Lord, save him from me and anything wrong I could do to him. I put him back in God's hands. Simple as that, and I let it go. When I remember that I'm not in this alone and that our son's whole future is not left up to us, it really helps to reduce the pressure and the number of expectations I place on myself. Here are some bonus parenting tips. Be consistent with whatever you choose to do. Learn the difference between parenting, discipline, punishment, and consequence. Hey, you got this. I hope all of this brings you one step closer to a stress-free parenting relationship with your children. Anything is possible. All right, you guys. So I really hope that was helpful for you and that at least one of these lessons will stick with you and is something that you can practice as you go on your parenting journey for the rest of the school year. Some of the links that are mentioned in the blog post I just want to pull out for you is the five stages of human brain development. That is by Nancy Guberti, and you definitely want to check that out. I think that it's important to understand the basics of human brain development and childhood development. It may help you as you go through parenting to realize that this is the stage physiologically and mentally that my child is in and certain things that I may be expecting from them, they may not actually be able to comprehend and to do. So having an understanding, a basic understanding of development, I think will help so much. Um, I was a psych major. I have a master's in mental health 
counseling. So I'm all about brain functioning, but you don't even have to go, you know, super deep. This article is a great place to start and it just, she just breaks it down into a way that you can understand and comprehend and can start, um, implementing in, into your parenting, into your relationship with your children and other kids as well. Another great article is prefrontal cortex. It's a quick little read explaining more about the prefrontal cortex and how that works. That is on goodtherapy.org. Another one is gracetoparent.com with Remy Macandrola. She is a positive parenting influencer and everything that she shares on her site is golden. So definitely check out her website. Another episode, um, not episode, well, yeah, an episode on God-Centered Mom podcast that I really, really like is Gospel Parenting with Paul David Tripp. That is episode 176. I also have that linked on the show notes, the blog post. And my girl, Gabby Knighton, (laughs) I have her podcast also. If you just want anything, um, not necessarily parenting related, but just, you know, overall um, encouragement, you know, on your Christian walk, your journey as a woman, one dope Jesus girl. I've also linked her in the show notes on that blog post. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for checking out the blog. Thank you for going ahead onto iTunes and giving us a five-star rating and leaving us a great review so that I can read your review in the next episodes to come. I really appreciate you guys. Have a great one and happy school year.